0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to our inaugural episode of the Paranormal Activity in Review, where we sit down each and every week and review not only the main series of Paranormal Activity, but all of the uh, spinoffs here in the Halloween and fall season for your enjoyment. If you like the sound of that, give this video a thumbs up. Head over to youtube.com savepointvids Hit the subscribe button. And if you don't want to watch it, you can always find us on all podcast services. All you have to do is search the Safe Point Vids podcast and you'll be able to check us out there. Um, I am Josh. I just realized I didn't introduce myself. As always, I've got Leo and Sean here. How are you guys doing tonight? Not too yep, bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Um, so let's jump right in. Um, so paranormal activity. I've got some notes here was released on September 25th, 2009 for a budget of a whopping $15,000 with a worldwide gross of $193 million, giving it the title of most successful film of all time based on its return on investment. Um, so basically what I was reading is that... Uh, obviously this movie was made uh, entirely with a handheld camera to give it that found footage feel. Um, but what happened is what, or actually let me pull it up here. Cause I want to make sure I get this right. And it was written, uh, it was written, produced and directed by Oren Pelley, um, who basically had this idea. And Leah, we were saying before we started recording, took a lot of the, um, cues of the found footage, um, I wouldn't even. I don't know if they were pioneers, but the uh, Blair Witch Project that came out before this, um, and kind of obviously used that to another degree to obviously great great success. Um, let me see here. There was something that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, basically, this movie was uh, filmed or screened. I'm sorry, at 2007 Screenfest Horror Film Festival, where it impre- it impressed a bunch of. Um, like producers and execs from different uh, production companies um, or distributing companies, I guess, like Miramax and, and uh, DreamWorks and things like that. But basically, what happened was is that the movie was uh, the movie was picked up by um, DreamWorks, and Steven Spielberg specifically was very impressed by what he saw. So they offered to buy the rights to the movie and to the sequels for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What they wanted to do is they actually wanted to take what he had shown off at the film festival and basically redo it with an actual, not an actual, but like a bigger budget to, um, you know, basically put the Hollywood spin on it. And what happened was, is that um, Oren Pelley, the the director, said, before you do that, I want to screen this to public audiences first, just to see, because I think I have something here. And they said, okay, but after that, then we're going to basically take your idea, but then, you know, do our thing with it. And what happened was, is that they started screening it to public audiences and people started walking out and they thought, or Oren Pelley originally thought it was because it was bombing and people didn't resonate with it. Turns out people were too scared. And that's when Steven Spielberg knew that they couldn't mess with it because they really did have something special. And so if you if you notice when the movie started, um, there was no, uh, there's no like opening credits, obviously it gives you like the little, you know, the little, uh, blurb, not a scroll, but you know, about how this movie was found by the San Diego police department. And even at the end, there's really no credits, uh, afterwards to really hammer home that feel. But yeah. then, yeah, cause obviously, it, um, he was right. And so that was pretty cool that, you know, he was able to kind of like stick to his guns a little bit and say, hey, before you mess with it, let's test it out. And then even like the big shots like Steven Spielberg realized that they were on to something, he was on to something special and kind of left it alone as is. Um, But now that we kind of got that out of the way, what did you guys think of the uh, of the movie itself, kind of your top level? Um, yeah i, I think if uh, if Hollywood
1: got a hold of that i don't think it would have done as well as it is i agree
2: yeah pretty much like your point if um the reason it was so scary is because it was so stripped back you know what i mean mm-hmm. and
1: and there was no like background music to it
2: yeah mm-hmm. it was just very
0: it was everything it that is what set. it is
2: yeah. um yeah i watched it in I don't remember if I went to go see it in theaters, but it was, you know, soon after. Right. And I thought it was really scary the first time I watched it. I did, Um, too. I did, too. Um, I remember. It was more like a tension thing. It's more like the, the, because, you know, every night something's going to happen. Right. It was more like the buildup was scary. Right. Uh, Watching it again last night, um, I thought it was kind of hilarious. It's not, it is not if you've seen no. it more than once it's not scary yeah. ever again yeah it's um, one of those things that yeah if you
0: know where it's it more is more of a
1: shock factor that that gets that movie mm-hmm. right if you've seen it yeah if you've seen it a couple times you're not gonna get that shock factor
0: yeah i but am you know uh, i'm interested to see the ones further because i think i've seen the first two and i haven't seen anything because there's four or five. Am I right? Yeah. So there, there's, I I haven't seen the majority of them. So I am interested to kind of check that out. Um. But yeah, I I think you're right in that, you know, if you know what's coming and that's true of, I think just about every horror movie that the, the, the
2: the exorcist is scary. Yeah. I've seen that every
0: time 15 years,
2: (laughs) but you know, well, let me say
0: this then. So for the majority of movies like this, if you know what the twist is, or you know how the scene plays out, um, it really it does kind of take the uh, take the the scare factor out of it. Um, but with that said, though, I am really impressed of the the way they are able to build tension by just having a stationary camera pointed in the bedroom, you know. And I was reading after I got done watching it. I was reading. I was on uh, Voodoo, and at the bottom it kind of gives you like uh, like um, excerpt, excerpts from um, different reviews. And I was reading the one by Roger Ebert, and he said, you're going to spend, something like this, you're going to spend a lot of time staring at a screen where nothing's happening, but you're never going to be bored doing it. Um, and I think that kind of sums it up perfectly, especially obviously the first time that you watch it. Because you are just waiting for something to crash or creak, or yeah. you know the the time where the demon walks by the the door and you kind of see the shadow cast on the on the wall. Um, and and well, I it's think just
1: it's not just that, but if you see it, well, a couple times you'll notice that. Oh, <coughs> that right here, just for now, You're right? Yeah. You know, yeah. The camera oh, always just
2: yeah. happens to be set up in a in a yeah. perfect spot. You know. <laughs> oh, for
0: sure, um, but let me let me pull up some other some other quick things here. Um, it was uh, it was shot in ten days. In the editing and special effects, the the few spe- well, I wouldn't say few. There were as it, things got progressively worse for Katie, uh, the special effects did kind of um, increase. Uh, you know, the they had the obviously at the very end where she threw Micah against the camera, um, but even the uh, walking through the baby powder and the footprints mm-hmm. appearing on the on the on the floor, but um, all of the editing and special effects were done in that same time frame. So basically, from front to back, this movie was done in ten days. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that wasn't yeah. uh, <laughs> really big special effects. Yeah. Right. I mean that
1: baby powder thing is probably like 10 bucks. Yeah. Oh prices. yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: and there was, no, there was no, there uh, was no, real script to speak of. Instead, the actors were given the situation and the story outlines and they were basically told to fill in the blanks with their own dialogue. Um, which I think, because I think I've, this is my third time seeing it. I know I've seen it. I know I still saw it once in theaters and I've seen it once before then. Um, but kind of trying to watch it with a more critical eye, some of the dialogue, you can tell they're obviously they're ad libbing it. But yeah, it, kind of some, hamming it up. A bit. Some of it's like pretty, pretty cheesy, especially on this watch through. I
1: think I'd rather have that than just have it scripted. You yeah. Know,
0: yeah. You know? For no, that I, type of movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Because yeah, no, um, you know those home
1: movies are gonna be cheesy, so
0: now, what do you, let me ask you guys this. Cause I was thinking about this while I was watching it. What do you guys, what, how, uh, what am I trying to say? Do you guys like the, or what do you like more? Kind of, what do you gravitate more towards more? Do you like the, the found footage stuff or do you want like a more traditionally produced and shot and directed, uh, and just like horror movie? movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Movie. It does depend on the movie. If I had to like choose, mm-hmm. I think something, uh, more traditional mm-hmm.
0: can Done can be well.
2: scary. Yeah, because I always go back to The Exorcist. That'll always be a scary movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, if you've seen enough found footage movies, they stop being scary. Period. Yeah. Like, uh, you know the the sequels. We'll get to those uh, another day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. There's you can really set a tone. And like really suck people into an environment more uh, traditionally, I think, than with found footage. Yeah, I think found footage is more uh, shock value. Yeah, definitely. Than atmosphere, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I agree. On one hand, um, I think Mm -hmm. with you, Sean, and that, yeah, if I had to pick, it would probably be more traditional movies. Um, On the other though, (laughs) on the other though especially with like low budget stuff if they I think it's more impressive if they are able to make you scared and you know like I said at the beginning if it's just a camera pointed at a bed and they're somehow able to make that scary I think that is kind of a an achievement that a lot of scary movies do even with like big budgets, depending on how it's shot and edited, and you know things like that, and how it's produced, aren't able to achieve. Um, doesn't mean that I want to watch a found footage movie every single time because I don't. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, no,
2: but I. I, I
1: yeah, if it came out all the time, then... I mean, it would no, lose it. its
0: appeal. It would lose like, its
2: charm. Especially after Paranormal Activity. There was, like, one or two or three, like, every Halloween. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah,
0: they got the knockoff. I was out. searching it's for cool. Paranormal Activity, and there was, like, Paranormal Entity. There was Paranormal...
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: shit, there was another one. Yeah, it was, like, a, a complete, like, obviously, like, a knockoff. But, um, but did you guys have any scenes whether obviously this time around or even remembering back to the first time you watched it, did you guys have any scenes that kind of stood out as memorable for you? Um, Probably
1: just her standing on uh, right above him. Yeah. 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 That's That's a
2: creepy image. That's that's, that's,
0: just like staring at the the time fast forward. You see the time fast forward, like the video she's there for like two hours. Yeah. There was a, uh, that one was particularly uh, scary. there was what was the other one? Um, oh, when uh, Micah Mika Mika, I hate that name. Mika.
2: Um... you're
0: a trip. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> there's a singer named Mika too. there is yeah, where he has
0: to walk outside and she's sitting on the back porch. the first I remember distinctly the first time watching that. And he's like walking through the house. And of course he has to grab the camera. Um, but you know, and then he sees the door, the back door open and she's, he's like painting the camera around, trying to use the flight on the camera. And, uh, you kind of see her shadow, like out and out, you know, there on the swing at the end of the porch. I, I remember that one being pretty scary. Um, but I just, I really remember seeing this on opening night and it it was from what I remember, it was a packed theater or it was fairly full or opening weekend. I don't know if it was opening night. Um, But I think that really adds to the experience is having that shared collective, you know, everybody's getting scared and everybody's like holding their breath and is on edge. Um, It'll be nice if we can ever go back to movie theaters again. Now that I think about it. (laughs) so who knows
2: (laughs) they might be doa yeah not
0: not regal (laughs) regal just shut down yeah um let me see here um like i said it really wasn't a deep movie in terms of its plot i mean as soon as the movie starts they already have a history of this happening which is why he gets the camera by the way mika is a he's a fucking giant dick I couldn't.
2: St- yeah, I, just this time around. Even that. He's just like a moron, man. He, yeah. He's like the stupidest. Uh, yeah, dude. that's why it's so funny. It's just watching him and like yeah. every like, wrong decision. Every decision he makes is the, the wrong, wrong decision one. and the exact opposite. Oh, yeah. That don't get a Ouija
0: did. board, and then the next scene is, "Oh, look what I got from my friend." <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know, <laughs> right? yeah
2: dude, that dude is, uh, yeah. He kind of deserved what he got. Yeah. <laughs> I, he got, I'm man.
0: interested though. I mean, you, what I think what really makes a, a horror movie good though, is obviously it scares, but if you have characters that you just, I mean, it's not really horror movies specifically, but just characters that you care about and you care about what happens to them. I am interested to see, because if I remember correctly, no spoilers for me, because like I said, I haven't seen more than the first two. I think that there's some type of bigger, because they all connect pretty intimately, don't they? They're yeah. they're all like, there's like a yeah. There
2: is one spinoff. I don't remember if it connected to the main ones that much. Right. Maybe a little bit. More. But I, I know that's like I know Mexican that, version. I don't know if she comes
0: back, but I know that Katie is a. This Katie from the first one, not a, maybe not appears, but I know she's like relevant in the other ones, and that it's somehow. Yeah, it's somehow all connected, and I, I think it has something to do with the sister, from what it sounded like they were trying to set up in this one. I can't remember the details.
1: Um, yeah, you you see the the photo, and you see it again.
2: Yeah, it's oh, okay. It like it ends up getting like a, a little much. To, like, it. You know, it obviously very Hollywood. Sure. Produced, <laughs> you know, sure. since that first one was so successful. Yeah. I think if they would have just made like the whole series like anthologies. Mm-hmm. In the vein of the first one, but maybe ramped up a little bit. Right. Different settings and stuff, I think it would have maybe it would have lasted a little bit longer. Well here But that series kind of burned out pretty fast.
0: Yeah, I think there was like you were kind of pointing to earlier, I think there's only so much they can do with like a found footage. You know, um, how how many movies can you make with a camera sitting on a tripod, <laughs> you know, waiting for something to jump yeah. out at you?
2: You always, Um, you had to always have a reason for the cameras too. And sometimes there's just no good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Always carry around GoPro. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, so, uh, I I will um share with you guys. I don't know if you guys read anything about it. There was a couple alternate endings that obviously didn't make it into the theatrical cut of the film. Uh, but once Paramount acquired it, oh, it was Paramount. Never mind. I thought it was uh.
2: You said DreamWorks. I thought it was
0: DreamWorks. Uh, The theatrical release was delayed indefinitely because Paramount had put all DreamWorks productions on hold. That's right. So Paramount owns DreamWorks, I think. But anyway, so once Paramount acquired the film, the original ending was scrapped and the two new endings were developed for the film. One of them being the one seen in theaters. The scrapped ending was shown only at one public viewing. So the original ending that was scrapped goes like this. So at the end, Katie returns to the bedroom, sits down against the bed with the knife in her hand, rocking back and forth for almost two days straight. Her friend Amber calls and leaves a message saying that she is concerned because she hasn't heard from Katie or Mika. Amber eventually comes looking for her, but when she enters the house, she is heard screaming after seeing Mika's body. The creature possessing Katie leaves her body, scaring Amber out of the house before returning to Katie, who resumes rocking back and forth. Police officers then arrive at the house about an hour and a half later and discover his body as well. They call to Katie, who wakes from her catatonic state and seems confused. Katie comes out of the bedroom with the knife still in her hand. The police officers ask her to drop the knife. Following a heated confrontation, a door behind one of the police officers slams shut. Startling one of the officers, which causes him to shoot Katie, killing her. The film ends with the police investigating the area and finding nothing but the camera that is still running. So that was the original ending that was cut. Then they have a, a so they studio. Cut, like ending. thirty or forty minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: that a, that's a Return of the King size ending. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh,
0: so the studio ending uh, available as an alternate ending in the home release of the film. Katie returns to the bedroom after the screaming and the noise of her and Mika struggling downstairs. She is holding a knife covered in blood. She closes and locks the bedroom door. Katie walks over and smiles at the camera before slitting her own throat. Then the screen fades to black.
1: Uh, I like the theatrical ending better. Yeah,
2: I think the one that they went with was the best one. And obviously it sets it up good for sequels. I think
0: that's why they changed it like that, Mm -hmm. obviously, is that they wanted... Uh, but then yeah. the unfilmed editing ending. So this one was, uh, concepted and, and talked about obviously, but wasn't filmed, uh, was written in which a possessed Katie would corner Mika and bludgeon him to death with his own camera while viewers watched <laughs> from the camera's point of view. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> I want
2: that ending actually <laughs> this
0: version was deemed too complicated and too brutal to shoot. And so the idea was scrapped wow.
2: compared um, to the first one. <laughs> that, would,
0: that would be great. Um, so yeah, like I said, um, there's not a whole lot more to go over, but overall, what did you guys, what did you guys, uh, what'd you guys think of the film? I know I asked you that at the beginning, but do you guys have any like closing thoughts?
2: Uh, no, it's, it's good the first time around, maybe even the second time around, but after that, it's,
0: yeah, it was good when it was released.
2: Yeah. yeah. It kind of turns into a comedy, Yeah, which yeah. Uh, you kind of say that for a lot of horror movies, that, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, all the some of the nightmare on elm streets now if you watch them back you're
0: like yeah. why was I scared of this. <laughs> yeah, I know. There yeah, there's a, there's a lot of movies that are like that. Um well, I guess that's it guys. So I for now uh, because we are reviewing and ranking these paranormal activity one will be number 1 on our list of the paranormal activity movies. Um I was trying to think of something else that we could rank for this movie but I, I just i don't think there's too much else we could i mean <laughs> I
1: was like scared how scary this is yeah okay so how we'll do that so we'll do
0: uh we'll do scare factor and we'll the movie overall um and then I kind of want to do like I don't see but the thing is I don't know how the other movies play out but I wanted to do like Cause you know, with horror movies, there's always that one character that's always just like, like you said, like a fucking idiot that's, and I kind of want to do like dumbest character, um, but but I don't know how, I don't know if there's other characters that are like that in the later movies. So I'm pretty sure there are, there always are. I I mean, it's a horror movie. So then we're going to do, we're going to do dumb (laughs) characters. So right now Mika is number one on the dumbest (laughs) character list. Um, what'd you say? There's at least one
1: per scary movie.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll do that then. So we'll do like dumbest characters, uh, scare factor, and then the movie overall. Um, So right now, obviously there's not much to rank because it is the first movie in the series. Uh, So stay tuned for next week. When we do paranormal activity two, we will see how that plays out. Uh, Do you guys have any last minute closing thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Uh... Nah, the demonologist was kind of a bitch, but other than that, oh know. yeah,
0: we forgot about the demonologist. <laughs> yeah, he was uh he walked in that second time and he's like, "Oh no, no, I can't be in no. here." He's like, "They don't like it." He's
2: <laughs> like, "All yeah. right, I'm gonna
0: he split." Did. He didn't <laughs> have a lot of screen time so he doesn't get that that vote. Not, uh, and then we but... never saw the other guy, <laughs> didn't, oh, did we? Did we? Remember she the demonologist? No, it wasn't the demonologist. It was this was it the psychic the psychic gave them the number for the demonologist and then, yeah. And, yeah, and then yeah. I think Katie tries to
2: call I, him and, uh, um, yeah, it,
0: it was maybe like one or two. Seconds. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So he was kind of a bitch.
2: Just had to add that yeah. bitch. <laughs> so,
0: but anyway, guys, there you have it. That is our review on the first paranormal activity, but let us know down in the comments below. If you guys thought it was scary, if you guys uh, remember seeing it in theaters, what's your thoughts and opinions? On it all, and like I said, as always, give this video a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button if you're new, if you are new around here, and check us out on all podcast services. And until next time, you guys stay safe. All right. When's uh, when's Chase getting back? Should be coming
1: here soon. right.